Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. All right, today is part two. Everybody say part two. Of, uh, uh, it's not really a series, just an idea that Jennifer talked about forgiveness last week and today I wanna talk about offense. Anybody ever been offended in the room? Okay, nobody. Let's do it this way. There we go. Thank you, one honest person. Anybody in the room ever not been offended? Raise your hand. Amen. None of us. Uh, If you live long enough, you will get offended. In fact, I think the minute you're born, you probably have the potential to be offended. You just don't know you're offended. Mom didn't do it the right way and dad didn't say the right thing. You know what I'm saying? But in 2023, I almost forgot what year it is. Uh, if there is one phrase that I've heard over the last couple years uh, by so many people, it's this, I'm so offended. And offense happens. Let me tell you, it's easy to get offended. People offend me all the time. And it's easy to get offended. And you know what I've noticed about offense is it likes to kind of attach itself to us and suck the life. It's like a leech that wants to just suck the life out of us. And so today I want to talk about offense. But here's what I want to do. I don't want to focus. Jennifer, I felt like focused on the deep things last week. Like, I mean, the trauma stuff when it comes to forgiveness and things we've been carrying for years. But today I want to focus on the little things, the little things that can grow deep roots, The little things that somebody says that kind of like gets under your skin and it's like, ouch. And then you let it sit there. You don't do anything about it. And then like a couple weeks later, you're avoiding that person. You don't receive anymore. You're like stewing when you, am I the only one that does that? You're like stewing. And those little offenses I've learned are the things that wants to grow deep, deep roots in our heart and in our soul. And when those things grow deep roots, man, they start affecting everybody. And here's the thing, you can look great on the outside, but you can have some deep roots of bitterness on the inside. The outside looks great, but what's on the inside is hurting and not healthy. And honestly, when it comes to offense, it can lead to bitterness. And bitterness is like a toxin to you, man. Like it's like a toxin that gets in your skin and gets in your language and gets in your mind. And it just begins to spread out to other people. And the reality is this, we cannot avoid offenses. Today, in today's message, I may offend you. I don't know. Like somebody may get offended. You may leave here today in a, you know, you know, a, a, a fit of rage, somebody cuts you off and you get offended. Your child may offend you today. Your spouse may offend you. You may go to work tomorrow and a boss offend you. We cannot avoid offenses no matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you marry. It doesn't matter where you go to church. That hit someone. doesn't matter what job... <laughs> What job you have, if I just had a better job, if I just had a different church, if I just had a different wife, right? It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about mine, by the way. She looked at me. (laughs) Babe, I was was relating to the people. It doesn't matter who your friends are. It's easy to get offended. And so you're not going to be able to avoid it, no matter who you marry. The grass is not greener on the other side, no matter what job. It's not about switching jobs and getting a different boss because the minute you get a different boss, the new boss will offend you too. Just give it some time. 
It's not about just switching churches because this church can offend you just as easily as the last church offended you. That friend said, offense, it just happens. And Jesus spoke to it. I think he knew the reality of this. And so in red letters in the book of Luke, he's speaking to his disciples and he says this to his disciples. He said, it is impossible. What a strong word there. It is impossible that no offenses should come. And so Jesus, I mean, the wisest one who has ever walked on the face of this planet, the one that holds the world in the palm of his hands, he says, it is impossible, not just probable, but impossible that no offenses should ever come. Offense will just happen. Look at your neighbor and say, offense happens. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, offense happens. And so what do we do when we get offended? I'll tell you what I normally do, and you know, this is just me, and you may not be able to relate to any of these next couple, but you know, the first thing I do is I like to plan out revenge. Anybody ever been there? It's like confession today for me. Today will be a good day. You plan out revenge. I am the worst when it comes to road rage. Just, I should take the life point sticker off the back of my car. It's like so bad, I mean. Just recently, I don't, where were we? You know, and like somebody, I don't even know, they didn't even cut me off. I don't know what they did, but I didn't like it. And I'm not a good driver. So it's like, it's even worse because I think I am that person 90% of the time, but somebody did something and I just decided I wanted to look at them. You know, anybody ever been there? It's like, they do that to you. You don't wanna do anything, but you definitely wanna get up beside them and just look at them. They just need to know that you, it was a trucker. He tried to swerve over. And all my truckers, I'm sorry, but you don't own the road. I mean, I know you carry America in your trucks, but he tried to swerve over. And man, I was like laying on, I was going on vacation. So I was like, nobody knows me around here. Laying on the horn, I was like. And Jennifer's like, hey, Pastor Sean. Sorry. But we, we all get that, right? There's this thing in us that's like, you do eye for eye tit for tat. You do me wrong, I'm gonna do you wrong. You hurt me, I wanna show you how I can hurt you. But here's what Romans says. Romans says this, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. In other words, like, God's got them. What they reap, they will sow. What they do wrong to you, they'll, they'll learn from it, hopefully. Leave room, don't, don't take revenge. I love what the the, the message version says, it says, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. Man, if there's a verse for 2023, here it is right here. Discover beauty in everyone. All right, I just, let me stop for a minute. Let me help you understand the word everyone. Everyone means everyone. The person beside you is included. That nasty person on social media is included. Your boss, the person in the cubicle next to you, your spouse, everyone. Everyone is everyone. And there is beauty in every person. There is, there is a, a human being inside of every person you're interacting with. And so... Don't hit back, I do that sometimes though, so not hit, but you know, take revenge. Start gossiping, anybody ever been there? It's another way we handle, nobody's ever gossiped. 
All right, you might not know you gossip, but the minute you get on the phone, you'll never guess what this person did to me. You'll never, they, they did, the, isn't, that so, isn't that so wrong? You're like trying to get the person on the phone to agree with you. Isn't that so, what would you do? I mean, how do you feel about that, you know? And sometimes we, we disguise it in a prayer request. Hey, Billy, bro, dude, will you pray for me? What's going on? Oh, you'll never believe what Dustin did. And it's just, it's really hurt me. <laughs> it's our natural response. Somebody does us wrong and what do we want to do? We want to gather some people around us to, to join the club and help start our revenge and retaliation. And we want the whole world to know that they did wrong. And we start gossiping. Proverbs 16, 26 says this, a perverse man stirs up dissension and gossip separates close friends. You wanna separate friendships in your life? Gossip. You wanna separate your marriage and build a gap? Gossip. You wanna separate things? Gossip. It's, it's, it's a perverse man that stirs up dissension, the Bible says. And gossip separates close friends. It goes on to say this in Matthew 18, 15, if another believer sins against you, what should you do instead of gossip? Well, you should go privately and point out the offense. And so what's the opposite of telling the whole world around you? It's actually going to the person that offended you and saying, hey, you don't know, but I know, and I know you may not admit anything by it, or maybe you actually did, and you should pray about that. But that hurt me. What you said, how you acted, the way you treated me, that little dig, I know it just, it was like kind of passive, it hurt. Or maybe the last one, maybe you don't gossip and you, know, you don't retaliate, but maybe you just rush on in. You just, you're, you're like the person that's just like, I'm going for it. A couple years ago, I told this, ah, this was probably two years ago, I, we were talking about offense and I told this story in our church and I was reminded of it this morning, but a couple years ago, we were in Destin and we were on vacation and we were eating at this really great spot called McGuire's and Sam was there, he was four years old and our nieces was there and we were having this great time together and when it was time to go, uh, they had been building um, uh, magnet tiles together. When it was time to go, Sam was, I mean, he was just ticked. I mean, he was a four-year-old. He was mad. He was not happy. And he like swatted. You remember, baby? He just like swatted the magnet tiles off the table. Any parents in there? I mean, they're just so mad. And so my father-in-law, I picked him up. I was removing him from the situation we're leaving. And my father-in-law, in that moment, he looked at the table next to us and said, which you could tell they were kind of an older couple, and said, do you have any grandchildren? And the lady says, says this, I do, but they don't act like that. I thought I was gonna have to peel Jennifer off of them. She, you remember? I mean, she was cool for a moment. Last time I told this story, you had COVID and was sick. You didn't get to hear it. Um, so I just had a, that's why I could tell it again. I wanted you to be in the room. But so we walk outside and we're going together and Jennifer says, I'm going back in. She rushed on in. And don't we all do that sometimes? Like, it's funny, but if it's your child, if it's your spouse, if it's your friend, we're going to let them have a piece of our mind. And, and it's a fool. There's a movie uh, not too long ago that says only fools rush in. 
And the Bible speaks to that, how a, how a fool rushes in. And here's the thing. Offense, it has one goal. And the goal of offense is this. It's to attach itself to us. Offense wants to be like a little leech that gets on you and starts sucking the blood out of you, sucking the life out of you. Offense doesn't like to bounce off. No, offense likes to, it likes to stay connected. It likes to grab a hold of you. Here's what Hebrews chapter 12 says. See, when offense grabs a hold of you, it leads to this thing called bitterness. And here's the thing about bitterness. Hebrews says, watch out that no bitterness takes root among you. See, when we get offended, we get bitter and bitterness then takes root in us. Talked a while ago about the things that maybe nobody else sees but begin to take root in us and it's like this toxin that roots down deep inside of us and what happens is when it takes root in us, it springs up and it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their lives. See, when we are easily offended and we don't know how to deal with that offense, it will get a hold of you. Even the little things. I'm not talking about the big things. I'm talking about the little jab that somebody said to you at church as they were walking out the door that offended you. I'm talking about the little thing that you saw in social media as that troll left that comment. And it's the little things and you don't deal with them and then they pile up and they pile up and they pile up and you get offended and then bitterness begins to sink in you and then it affects everybody around you because bitterness doesn't just affect you but it starts to come out of you and the toxin begins to affect other people and it doesn't only cause deep trouble but it hurts many. And bitterness, it'll, it'll hurt you. Bitterness will hurt your walk with God. Bitterness, man, it'll cause you to live a life that's unfruitful because a bitter root will always cause bitter fruit. A bitter root in your life, a fence that gets down in you, it'll cause bitter fruit in your life. And so the, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, and you know, all those things that are in us, a fence wants to get a hold of them and suck the life out of them. And then everyone that gets around you, it's like, there's just something off, right? Have you ever met somebody that's really let a fence get down in them? It's like, what's, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. I, I don't really know what it is. I, I, I just met them, but there's just, there's something a little off with them. There's something a little like, oh, just, it's, it's sometimes bitterness. It's, it's a fence undealt with. And then all of a sudden when it's undealt with, man, it just, it can, it can wreak havoc. And so, what do we do? What do we do with offense? What do we do with, with the bitter root that wants to cause bitter fruit? And this verse was out of order, but when we talked about rushing in, it says, fools find no pleasure in their understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions, right? And so, what do we do when it comes to offense? Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. I think the first thing we should ask is we should ask ourselves the question is, should I overlook this offense? I'm gonna teach you in a second how to deal with offense. And I've taught, I've taught on being offended before uh, in our church, but I, I've never put this one on there. And this week I was praying about it and I thought, you know what? This needs to be, this needs to be a part of, part of dealing with offense. Should I overlook this? Because I think sometimes people say things to us and there's that little thing and we have the opportunity to you know, overlook it and, and, and we don't. We, like, we choose to be offended. 
It's almost like we, we choose to live a lifestyle of allowing people to offend us. It's like we're always offended. I mean, this person offended you this day, this person offended you that day, social media, you know, it's like, what if, what if we just choose to overlook offense? Like, you know what? They didn't mean that. She didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. I'm sure that, you know, I'm just, is it, is it really worth focusing on? Because what we focus on will magnify. What we magnify, we'll focus on all the time and our thinking, it'll drive our living. And so maybe the first question is just, what, should I overlook this? I love what Proverbs says. It says this, a person with a good sense is patient and it is to his credit that he what? Overlooks an offense. I wanna be the, the type of person with good sense that when somebody offends me, I just let it bounce right off. I think about the Lord's Prayer. You know, Jesus, Jesus when he modeled the Lord's Prayer for us, what did he say? When he taught us how to pray, he, he taught us to pray this like, forgive me and help me to forgive others. See, every day, one of the best practices you can get into is just saying, okay, God, just help me today to forgive others before they even offend me. Let me walk in a way that overlooks offense. Let me walk in a way, let me just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up every day, I'm gonna pre-decide to walk with a forgiveness in my posture. I'm gonna choose to not let bitterness be a toxin that wants to suck the life out of me. When somebody does me wrong, I'm gonna overlook it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it bounce off. But here's what I know. There are times where this is easy, right? But there are other times where offense really gets rooted in you. That maybe it's not an overlookable offense. Like somebody, you really need to deal with it. Like somebody did something, they hurt you, and it's caused a wedge in your marriage. It's caused a wedge in your friendship relationship. It's caused a wedge at work. And maybe you don't even know how to know if you've been offended. Here's a couple things to, to know if you've been offended. Number one is this, uh, have you stopped receiving from that person? Here's a good way to just know if somebody's offended you. Have you stopped receiving from them? So like when you're around them and they say something, you just wanna like shut them down immediately. You just don't receive anymore. Like you're in a, you, you know, you're in a group at work and you know, there's a presentation and this person you know, speaks up, you're like, whatever. You stop receiving from them. Or maybe number two, you stop connecting with them. They, they come and you go the other way. They walk in this door and you guys were both walking into church together and you decide you're gonna turn around and walk in the other door. If you've ever had to sit on the opposite side of an auditorium with somebody, you might be offended. And so how do you know if you're offended? Maybe you stop receiving, maybe you stop connecting, maybe you stop hanging out with them. Or maybe number three, you start stewing Anybody ever been there? It's like every time you say, you're around them, you're like, smile, we're on the same team. It could even be your spouse. But it's like you just stew, like you have this self-talk that just constantly is going on in your head, like, well, if he knew this or she knew that or, you know, when are they gonna learn? We just start stewing. If any of those things have happened, if you are avoiding, if you aren't receiving, if you are stewing, you might be offended. And if you're offended, you, you gotta learn. You just, you just, sometimes you need to overlook it, but sometimes there's some deep stuff. Before I go into how, how to, you know, really get past offense, I was thinking about this yesterday when it comes to like overlooking an offense. I was like, what's the model for us when it comes to overlooking offense? And I found a beautiful model and it was from Pastor Taylor Swift. 
I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake. Shake it off, shake it off. Okay, here we go. I just put that in there because I knew this was kind of deep and you needed to laugh for a second. So just even if it wasn't funny, just you needed that. So, all right, how do we deal with offense when it's really hurt, it hurt us? Number one, we've got to not minimize it, but we've got to acknowledge it. All right, I'm offended. I really am avoiding that person. I really am, you know, stewing about them all the time. I really have stopped receiving from them. I'm, I'm offended. It's not okay. There is some bitterness that's getting rooted in me. See, we've gotta take our eyes off the other person. Here's, here's where overcoming offense starts. Not with the other person. But it starts with you. Saying, you know what? They did hurt me. And I've let it attach itself to me. I'm letting it get me bitter. Look what Jeremiah says in the message. It says, my people are broken and shattered and they put band-aids on saying, it's not so bad, you'll be just fine when things are not just fine. Sometimes we've gotta stop and realize, okay, I am offended. And I'm gonna choose not to let a bitter root get in me because a bitter root will lead to deep trouble and deep trouble will hurt all those around me. And so the first step to overcoming offense is realizing you've been offended. And then the second is this, you've gotta bring the offense to Christ. You've gotta bring it to him. Not to a friend, while you do need to bring it to a friend eventually. Everybody needs a friend that you cannot vent to, but you know you can have community with. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, a while ago we were talking about gossiping, like you should never invite a close friend in to share what's going on. But make sure this close friend, they're really there to help bring healing in your life, not just kind of like join the club, you know what I mean? But before I bring it to a friend, I wanna bring it to Christ. Because he's our healer. I think in life we sometimes think that time is our healer, but time is not our healer, Christ is. See, if time was our healer, yeah, thank you so much in the back. I, I thought that was good too. Time is not our healer. If time was our healer, then I could get cancer and just kind of wait it out. If time is my healer, then it's just like if I'm sick, I'll just kind of, you know, no. Time is not your healer, Christ is your healer. Time doesn't heal our wounds. Christ heals our wounds. That's what he was broken for. That's what his blood was shed on a cross for. That's why you do communion because Christ wants to heal your wound. Christ wants to get into that soft spot that's hurting, that area that poisons try to attach itself and say, let me heal it. Let me heal it. If you're in here today and you're, you've been offended, Somebody has really shook you and you feel like it's kind of got a hold of you and you're like, I don't know what to do. Man, bring it to Christ. And here's a beautiful promise. As soon as you bring it to him, that he is near. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He's near to the brokenhearted and he, he saves those that are crushed in spirit. If you're walking in a fence and it's got you, Bring it to God and know that as soon as you do, he is close to you. He's near to you. And I know it wasn't right. 
And I know that teacher that said that hurt you. And I know when your spouse did that. And I know when that, I'm not saying any of those were right. And I'm not saying it was your fault. You just were kind of caught up in the crosshairs of it. But if it has hurt you, bring it to the Lord. See, I think there's some steps in this process. And not that I think these steps are in order, but in some ways I think that they are best followed in order. We acknowledge it. We bring it to God. And here's what'll happen after you bring it to God. You'll have the ability to do this. Begin to pray for the offender. All right, God, that hurt me. Sticks and stones, you know, break your bones, but word, no, the words hurt me. I'm offended. Heal me. I give it to you. And God, now I, I wanna begin praying. You'll never begin to pray for an offender until Christ begins to heal you. It's just not in your human nature. It's not in your human nature to bless others and pray for others until a supernatural thing happens on the inside from Christ. And so once you brought it to him, then you begin to pray for that person. And I know how this can be sometimes. When I talk about pray, I'm, I'm actually talking about pray, not like, you know, a, a thousand hemorrhoids, you know, get them or, you know, like, like, you know, Lord, let them lose their job or so. I'm talking about like, God bless them. God, God touch them. Not God help them see that they were so wrong, but, you know. No, God, just whatever's broken in them that caused them to do that, would you heal it? Would you touch them, God? Like an earnestness inside of you. See what Matthew says, again, some red letters, says you have heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. And I think sometimes we struggle with this because we think love and like are the same thing. You can love your enemy and not like hang out with them all the time. But you do gotta love them. Love them how? As Christ loved them? Realizing that they're human? that they're a soul, that they matter to God, that there is beauty inside of them. And so we love our enemies and we pray for those that persecute us. And so we, we acknowledge the hurt that we've been offended. Then what do we do? Bring it to Christ. And then next, pray. All right, I'm just seeing if anyone's taking notes. And the number four, Four or first four or five, five. Make the decision to forgive the offender. And I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this one because you can go back and listen to Jennifer's message last week. So how do you forgive? Go to the podcast. Let me give you one more scripture she didn't give you in Colossians. Since God chose you to be holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, I love this. Clothe yourself, how? With tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and make allowances for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord's forgave you, so you must forgive others. So here's the thing when it comes to unforgiveness, our, our inability to forgive people. Unforgiveness holds you captive not the person that's offended you. 
the only person that's gonna be affected by your willing or unwillingness to forgive is gonna be you. It will, offense will put up a fence between you and them, yes, but who it's holding captive is not keeping them back, but it's holding you back because it will sink into every other area of your life. And if you let it grow a bitter root, it'll come out. It'll come out. And so just don't let it. Don't let it. And then the last one is this, when it comes to offense. And so we've, 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 we've determined we're offended. We brought it to Christ. You know, all these things, you, you know, we've forgiven. And then last is this, when it comes to the other person, and this is where we like to start. But there's a reason why I put it at the end because these other things need to happen. You need to acknowledge I'm hurt. It's not just there, it's, I, there I'm, I've let this hurt me. You need to let Christ heal you. You need to pray for them. You need to forgive them. Once you've done all those things, here's what I know you'll be ready for, a conversation. Don't rush into this first. In 2023, this is the first place we all grow. You offended me. I can't avoid that. I'm gonna rush right in and have a conversation. Don't rush into that first. But you do need to have a conversation. You do need to stop avoiding it. You need to allow God to heal your hurt. You need to pray, all these things. But then eventually, you need to go have the conversation. Why? Because if you don't, offense will seek to build a fence. And there'll be a wall between you guys. Christ didn't mean for there to be a wall between your relationships. He's meant for us to be in unity with one another. To love. How will the world know that Christ is in us? By our love one for another. And so we've got to go have the conversation eventually. Look what Leviticus says. It says, don't secretly, because that's what a lot of times, it, don't secretly hate your neighbor. If you have something against them, just go get it out. Just, just, just go get it out. Look what Matthew 18, 15 says. If your brother sins against you, go. Go and tell him his fault. All right, man, I just, I gotta tell you, you did this and it hurt. Tell him his fault between you and him alone. Between you and him alone. The first conversation that you should ever have outside of God should be going to him and saying, hey, can we chat? Can we grab coffee? Can you come over? Here's what happened. It offended me. And guess what it says? If he listens, which he's going to, and she's going to hopefully because we've been praying for him already. We can just rush on. Like we've been bathing this in prayer and we're just believing God's gonna be in this meeting. I'm not saying everyone's gonna listen, but listening isn't your responsibility, it's theirs, but it is your responsibility to go. If he listens, guess what? You have gained your brother. And so what does a conversation look like? So when you, and I just wanna help you because this whole Matthew 18 thing, like they offended me, I'm gonna go Matthew 18 this thing. Let me tell you what a Matthew 18 conversation is. It is not an attack, it is not an argument, 
it is an appeal. Please get this. It's not an attack. It's not an argument. It's an appeal. What is it an appeal to? It's a sincere desire to gain your brother. This should be the win of your conversation that I've come to you to get you back. See, we've Matthew 18 a lot sometimes as followers where we've told them what's on our mind. And it's been an attack and an argument. But the appeal, the genuine desire in the conversation wasn't to win back a friend. It was to just let them know you're mine. Have like, have a piece of you. We've got to go into these conversations saying, you know what? Here's my desire in this conversation right up front. It's not to tell you all the things you did wrong. I do want to share the hurt. It's not to, you know, beat you up. We do need to talk. But it's, I miss you. You're my friend. I miss you. You're my spouse. I miss you. You're my coworker. I'm tired of avoiding. I'm tired of walking the other direction. I'm tired of us sleeping apart. I want what we once had. It's a sincere desire, not to give them a piece of your mind, but to share what's on your mind and win your brother back. So here's my goal for today, Romans 14. This is my goal for today in our church. So let's agree to use all of our energy in getting along with each other. What's my goal? That we would use all of our energy. All of our energy. And just getting along with each other. Like may the world look at us and say, wow. How do they love so well? I know what that person did to that person. How are they still friends? Amen, everybody? All right, so here's what I'm asking you to do this week. Would you take an inventory of your life? And if there's any toxicity rising up in you, if there's any bitterness that's taken root in you, cut it out. Just, just, just let's get it out with God's help. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna recognize, all right, that person actually did offend me and I'm letting it get to me. I'm gonna bring it to Christ this week. So seriously, I, I want you to do, bring it to Christ. Begin praying for them. Go back and listen to Jennifer's message. Realize that, that, that Christ forgave us and so that we've got to learn to forgive others. And then at the right time, go have the conversation and gain your brother back. Gain your sister back. Gain your boss back. Gain the coworker back. And let them see the love of God through you. It'll be the best thing you ever did, I promise. You receive that, everybody? Come on, you receive today's word.
Would you bow your heads all across this room? I'm gonna ask you two questions today. Number one is this, what do you think God's saying to you today? What do you think God's saying to you? And number two, what do you think he wants you to do about it? So what is God saying to you? And what do you think he wants you to do about it? Father, give them the courage this week to do something about it. Speak to them, speak to them. God, give them the strength that it takes to have that conversation. The strength that it takes to, to pray, and to go to the brother. God, I pray in any area where offense has drove a wedge between people, may the Holy Spirit go in and heal that relationship. God, I pray over the next few weeks that there's some brothers and sisters gained back in this room. Not just in this room, but beyond the room. I pray that, that family members that haven't spoken years, that you would restore it. Friendships that have been broken for months, you'd restore it. Marriages that have felt a little rocky, you'd restore them. If you're in here today and nobody looking around, maybe what you need most is you need the presence of God in your life. You'll never be able to forgive someone until you first learn to receive forgiveness yourself. You know, the beautiful thing is that's what Jesus died on a cross for, so that you could be forgiven, so that you could walk whole and forgiven. Today, if you've never received the forgiveness that his shed blood offers you, I wanna give you an opportunity to do so, to just, just come to him, to say, you know what, I've been doing life on my own the wrong way and I'm ready to go to him because I need the power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life to be able to do what you're talking about today. You know, the Bible says that sin separates us from God, but God loved us so much, he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to pay the price for our sin so that we could get back in right relationship with our Father. Today, you can receive the work that Jesus did on a cross. You can call upon the name of the Lord and know that he's here to save you today, to set you free, to give you a brand new life. With nobody looking around today, if you would say, that's me, I need to receive Jesus today. I need to truly receive him. I'd love to pray for you. Nobody's looking around. If that's you and you need to receive Jesus today, would you just slip up a hand? I'd love to pray for you, know who you are. All across this room, if you need forgiveness today, if you need to accept Jesus just slip up a hand right where you are. Thank you, Lord. If you're in here today with nobody looking around, private moment, and this message you know was for you. Like I needed this because I've let some bitterness get in me. And you wanna acknowledge that and say, God, I need your help. Get it out of me. Help me to go through these steps. When nobody looking around, if you're ready to acknowledge, God, I need you in this area, would you slip up a hand? I'd love to pray for you. Hands all across the room. You can put them down. You're not alone if you raised your hand a minute ago. You're not alone. Father, in Jesus' name, the multitude of hands that have went up, 
be their healer today. Heal and deroot the bitterness that has tried to attach itself to them. And God, let there be healing in every one of their relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.